Hello, you guys, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Stopping You with Kelsey Jones. I'm your host, Kelsey Jones, and before we get into today's awesome episode with Jordan and Rebecca, I wanted to give a quick little live update and do just kind of a little chat with y'all because I feel like I haven't talked on the podcast like this in a hot second. I took a week off from the podcast, I've been having guests on, and sometimes I just like to chat, so... I wanted to say that I just cannot believe that it's already August. Like, that just blows my mind. The months are just zooming by, no pun intended. But this month is going to be another one that's going to go by so quick. I am beyond busy this month, so pray for me, guys. (laughs) But school restarts at the end of August. I'm going into my senior year at the University of Texas, which is very exciting and just something that I'm really excited to enjoy my senior year. I'm only taking two classes this semester, and I believe I'll only be taking two classes in the spring semester, so I'll be a part-time student just because I'm almost like done, and I don't want to take random classes over Zoom that I don't really care about. If it was in person and COVID wasn't a thing, maybe I would be a full-time student, but I decided I would rather work and just take my two classes online and yeah so that is the situation with school moving forward i am still in my internship at the tech company so i've been doing that all summer and i will continue to do that in the fall and a lot of y'all actually on my instagram i asked if y'all wanted to hear more about my personal career journey and my internships and where i want to go in life and just kind of my vision for my career and all that stuff and so i'd be happy to talk about that so maybe in a month or so i'll record that episode and share it with you guys But as of now, I will be staying as a graphic designer at my company ship station um, for the time being. So I'm excited to continue working and I have recruitment for my sorority coming up, which is crazy because it's going to be all virtual this year, which that's just like so weird. If you are in a sorority, you know like how foreign that concept feels because If you're not in a sorority, sorority recruitment, at least in the South, where like we have big sorority houses and uh, chapters with over 300 people, it's a a tight packed house, it's in the heat of the summer, it's really loud, you lose your voice, it's exhausting, it's 12 to 16 to literally 24 hour days where you don't get to leave the sorority house. So that usually, recruitment is usually an exhausting time period, but the fact that we're doing it all virtually, nothing in person is really weird and gonna be different and definitely a learning curve. So I'm excited to like see what it's like, but also we're all tired of Zooming. So I'm kind of just waiting for it to be over because I feel like it's just gonna be like another thing I have to deal with. But yeah, that's like what's going on. I'm trying to get back into my fitness and just like be on the health grind. I've definitely fell off for the last few months just being in quarantine, not feeling really motivated, feeling really stuck in my life. If you haven't listened to my When It Feels Like Your Life Is On Hold episode, that was really, I just felt like stuck in a rut for a long time. And now I feel like I've kind of come out of that rut and I'm ready to get started on things even though a lot of times I'm staying at home 
But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this month, even though it's going to be crazy. I know it's going to be a good one. And moving into my senior year, I'm really excited to look towards the future of just like what moving on for me looks like, where I'll be post-grad. Hint, hint, in this episode, I talk a lot about New York City. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but it's a little bit of a dream of mine that's kind of been around for a minute. So I'm excited to potentially look into moving to New York City. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to take y'all along with me and I'm excited to just like keep talking about all things career, college, and yeah, I know that's what a lot of y'all like to listen to. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and get into today's episode with Jordan Rebecca. It was one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded because I feel like I just soaked it all up while she was talking to me and I really appreciate her taking her time to share all these insights with us. So I know y'all will love it just like I did and let's go. Hi Jordan, how are you today? I'm doing so great, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast. I'm so excited to hear everything you have to say and I'm doing great, thanks for Thanks for asking. <laughs> good, good. I hope you're staying entertained and healthy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in Texas, so things are a lot more open oh. than they are in New York City. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like there right now? Honestly, it's pretty fine here. Um, when it was really bad in New York, I was in Pennsylvania. I stayed with my parents, which was really nice, and it was a nice, easy way to escape the city. But I came back for the summer around June, and it's honestly been fine since then. We're, I think we're in like phase four now. We're not doing any indoor dining or anything, but like we get to go to the parks. I can go out for dinner every once in a while, sitting outside. So it's been nice. Like I still feel like there's some things we can do, but definitely trying to be conscientious about it for sure. And everyone's wearing masks, which makes me feel really great. So that's awesome. I feel like people in New York, especially since y'all opened a lot more slowly, people are like a lot more cautious. Whereas in Texas, sometimes people just do whatever they want, which yeah. kind of sucks. But uh, I live in Austin, so it's a little bit more people understand the rules and nice. follow the rules. Not not so much in the rural areas, but in the city. For right, sure. right. Well, that's great. I love Austin. It's amazing. It's an amazing city. Yeah, I've lived here my whole life. So it's really cool. I'm actually hoping to move to New York City after I graduate. Oh. I, I go to the University of Texas right now, so that's why I still live here. But we'll, uh, we're getting like way ahead of ourselves. Okay, we'll yeah, talk about yeah, this yeah. in the episode, and a lot of these questions are actually geared towards me wanting your advice. So Perfect. Let's do it. Why don't you go ahead and first tell us who you are, what you do, all about yourself. Cool. So my name's Jordan. Um, you can find me online as Jordan Rebecca. And basically, I I would consider myse- myself a fairly normal 25-year-old girl living in New York. Um, I, I do have a little bit of an online presence, and I also have a full-time job. I work at the Food Network, which falls under the Discovery Channel, like the Discovery Communications Company, which is a really amazing place to work. I'm a digital video producer there. So essentially, I help make and create and edit and shoot um, all of the video content that goes on Food Network's social media and our new 
Food Network Kitchen app. So it's like making original series that are centered around food with hosts and talent and influencers, and then also creating those like viral recipe videos that everyone shares on Snapchat or Facebook and like those really satisfying, fun videos that everyone loves. So that's really fun. And then my side hustle, I guess, is YouTube and podcasting. So I started my YouTube channel, Jordan Rebecca, when I was a sophomore in high school. And from there, I, I vlogged, I did makeup tutorials, I did lifestyle videos, and I kind of took my audience like on the journey with me throughout my life. So through college, through internships, through getting my first job, and kind of through that, I found that a lot of people wanted to learn more about internships and jobs and career advice. So I started a podcast called Bitch Work, where every week I have a guest on and we kind of talk about her journey to her career that she has now, how she got there, her internships, um, where she went to school, and kind of learn more about this amazing career that this guest may have and explore that a little bit more and learn about how she got to where she is. That's awesome. Yeah, I love your podcast. It's really inspiring. And also the great thing about it is you have so many different guests in different industries and careers. So I think it's really cool to learn maybe something different from what I might do, but how they got to where they are. So I really enjoy your podcast. And I also wanted to mention a quick fun fact that you guys might not know, but my first job that I ever wanted to have, like when I was a kid, was to be a chef. So I was like a diehard Food Network watcher. I don't know if y'all remember the Giada cooking show on Food Network. That oh, was, 100%. That was the best show. So um yeah, eight-year-old Kelsey, like, really wanted to work for Food Network and have my own show. I remember as a kid, like, me and my mom would bake together and we would, like, pretend we were on, like, a TV set cooking and, oh, the mems. But, yeah, that's really awesome. I have to say that I was exactly the same. All I wanted to do was work at Food Network. All I wanted was my own show. And I have to say that I think it's all about manifestation. I was like, I need to work at the Food Network, and here we are. So... Things can happen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Well, in today's episode, we're going to talk all about tips on building your career, kind of where you started and how you got to where you are now, landing a quote unquote dream job, networking, especially in the city, and just kind of a little bit about post-grad life. I'm in college and you are post-grad, so I love some advice on just navigating friendships and just life in general. So I'm really excited for all these questions that I personally had and also stuff that my listeners sent in. So this is going to be an exciting one. Okay, perfect. So the first thing we're going to do is kind of just start from the beginning. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your college experience first, like where you went to school, what you studied, and internship experience. I know you even started internships in high school, so I would love for you to yeah, talk a little bit about that as well, because I personally had no idea you could do that. So why don't you go ahead and give us your spiel? Totally. So in regards to the internships during high school, I want to say that I did those because I wanted to spend the summer in New York City. And I found this program at the time it was called Discovery Internships, nothing to do with the company that I work for now, which is also called Discovery. It's a completely different thing. But I found this program and it basically gave high schoolers a chance to live in New York and intern during the day and like live in New York and like the dorms and um Basically, it was a program where it connected high schoolers with internships and they got to spend the summer in the city and live in NYU dorms. And we were very like 
like we had counselors and big RAs, people who like made sure we weren't just like flying around the city by ourselves, but it was really fun. And I mostly did that because I thought it would be an amazing experience to live in New York for the summer. The internship was kind of just a bonus, but at that time I wasn't doing it to like put on my resume or, or, you know, get ahead in my work career. I just thought it would be so fun to like live in New York and meet new people. So that's why I did that. I did that my summer before junior year and the summer before senior year. So that was really fun. I had two internships. One was at a small casting agency in New York and the other one was at Revlon Cosmetics in PR. So I picked those two internships because I had a love for beauty, which is where I started my YouTube channel. And I also had this like insane love for Broadway and acting. Growing up, all I wanted to do was be an actress. I wanted to be Miley Cyrus. Like at at one point in my life, I couldn't watch Disney Channel because I was so jealous of her. (laughs) And I wanted to be her so badly. Like all I wanted was to like be a pop star and to be famous. So I definitely like, dove into that in high school. I was really into musical theater. I was always acting, singing, trying to dance. I'm not a very good dancer, but I was really diving into all of those things. And then I discovered YouTube and I realized that I liked a lot of things about entertainment that weren't just acting and being in front of the camera. I liked editing. I liked, you know, setting up the camera. I liked all of the behind the scene things as well. So that's when I kind of started to consider, okay, maybe I want to go into production or directing or screenwriting. And I kind of wanted to explore that a little bit more. So when it came to looking for colleges, I definitely wanted to go somewhere with a really strong communications program, specifically one that was really good at television and film production. So throughout all my research, I discovered a lot of different amazing schools, NYU, UCLA, um, USC, all these amazing schools. But I really, really loved Syracuse University. It was my number one school. I loved that it was close to my house. It was only like a four hour drive. I liked that it had a big social scene. There was football, sororities. It was like a really gorgeous campus feel. And it really had an amazing communication school called the Newhouse School of Communications. And I wanted it so badly. So I applied to Syracuse. And the way Syracuse works is you apply, you can't, you don't just apply directly to the university. You have to apply to your specific school within the university or major. So to get into Newhouse, you need a different GPA essay application if you are applying to the Arts and Sciences College or the business school within the University of Syracuse. So Newhouse was obviously my number one choice, and I actually did not get into Syracuse as a Newhouse student. I got in as a it was a school of visual and performing arts. It was a major called CRS, which was called Communications and Rhetorical Studies, I believe. And this kind of nickname, like the Newhouse Waiting Room at Syracuse, like a lot of people who don't get into Newhouse their first try will go into CRS and kind of figure it out from there. You can transfer within the university once you get there. So my first semester of college was pretty much, my first year of college was pretty much like hardcore studying. I knew I needed to get a 4.0 if I wanted to transfer into Newhouse, which was 100% my priority because Syracuse is a private university. If I was not there to be in Newhouse, then like, why was I there? Yeah. So um, I got into Newhouse, which was really exciting. (laughs) I picked my major, which was television, radio, and film. And from there, I studied really everything it takes to like make a movie or a TV show. We had screenwriting classes. We had lighting classes. We had classes on production. We had classes on 
like creating budgets, things like that. And it was really, really hands-on and really fun. We got to like work with cameras. We got to make short films. It was awesome. So throughout my time at Syracuse, I absolutely loved it. I made great friends in my sorority. I, you know, did amazing um, things in my major. It was awesome. But it's really, really cold at Syracuse University, like so (laughs) freezing. So I decided, and also like, I think four years in a university is amazing, but especially a school like Syracuse that has like a lot of sororities and Greek life and football games. Sometimes you just want to get out. So I actually left campus for a full year. I went abroad my second semester junior year to London, spent the summer at home. And then my first semester senior year, me and two of my best friends went to LA for the semester through the LASU program. So basically for my specific major, TRF, they offer a program where you can go to LA for the semester, intern during the day, and then take your classes at night and live in an apartment building with all of your other Syracuse friends and students and spend the semester there. So that's what I did. And that's when I had my internship at E! News, which was probably my favorite internship behind my internship at Food Network, which um, I interned there that summer in between London and LA, which was great. And then after that, I went back to Syracuse for second semester senior year, graduated, and I got my job at Food Network like a month after graduation and moved right to New York. So that's kind of my spiel. Wow, that's awesome. So UT actually is very similar. They have all these programs as well. So if any of y'all are interested, we actually call it RTF instead of TRF. We call oh, it nice. radio, television, so and funny. film. My my roommate is actually a RTF major. Um, and I think UT has a really good film program as well. Like they're one of the top ones along with yeah. Syracuse. So we call it uh, UTLA is the, the program oh, yeah, where yeah. you go to LA and intern. Yes. So it's kind of funny hearing this I've heard so much about this program with Tiny White Roommate and such. Yeah. Yeah. So we call ours SULA and there's like a building in LA where we go and take our classes and it's really fun. So see, I wish I could have that kind of opportunity. I'm a graphic design major. So I think that would have been so cool. We actually do UTNY now, which is New York. Yeah, Um, we have that too. So uh, I wish I could have done that. And I actually was really interested in interning in New York this summer, but obviously coronavirus happened. So that didn't happen. But I'm curious if you think being close to New York helped you with your like career opportunities or just having previous internship in New York City gave you kind of the advantage for where you work now. So I'm curious about that. Yeah, I will say so Syracuse University is actually like four hours from New York City. So I never interned in New York City when I went to Syracuse, like Mm. during my spring and fall semesters, like when I was actually on campus, I was on campus enjoying social, enjoying class, like living a student life. I wasn't interning at all. I did all of my internships during the summers, except for that one semester in LA. But I will say that I'm from Philadelphia. So Philadelphia is very close to New York. It's only like an hour and a half by train or like a two hour drive with traffic. So I do think that that was really helpful, especially when looking for a job post-college because I had the opportunity to come to the city really easily for interviews or to meet with someone or to do informational meetings in person. So I think that that was helpful. Do I think it was 100% necessary to get a job? No, I think you could do all those things via Zoom. And especially now that companies are even more used to using Zoom and these video programs to talk to one another, it's probably even more encouraged than it was before. So at the time, I think it was really helpful, 
but I got all of my summer internships in New York without actually being there. Like I was on campus or elsewhere or in London when I applied to my internship. So I don't think it's 100% necessary. But of course, like living in New York and experiencing being here is probably helpful before you decide to move here for the summer because it's a huge city and it's it's kind of like culture shock a little bit if you don't know what to expect. Yeah, I... I definitely wish that I could have gone to New York this summer, but I'm still hopeful that maybe post-grad something will work out. I think so. But I'm curious about what is your advice that you would give to someone that's in college right now that wants to advance their career, kind of get a head start on their career in college? I think that if you're in college right now, you're in a very unique situation because you know, if I was talking, if this, if we were recording this two years ago and I, and you asked me this question, my answer would be very different. But now I think that you actually have a really amazing opportunity to show people and show employers, show recruiters, show people in HR what you can do and like how you use this time to forward your career instead of like, waiting for something to come along or waiting for Mm. the job market to change. And I'm not saying, you know, go out and apply to a million jobs or internships on LinkedIn. But if you're in college right now and you want to forge your career, think about what you want. So let's say you want to be a a video producer or you want to be, um, if you want to be in business, I think the most impressive thing you could do to show an employer right now and to forge your career is to do something within your field completely on your own. Doesn't matter if you succeed or fail or make money or don't make money, but like to show on your resume during coronavirus, I made this short film with my friends or I started a YouTube channel or I started a podcast to have something tangible that you can show someone. Like even though we were stuck at home, I channeled my energy into this. Or if you want to, you know, be in finance or start a business, like I started an Etsy shop or I... I don't know. I'm not in business, so I don't know what business people do, but (laughs) something like that, like to do something on your own that nobody told you you had to do. That wasn't schoolwork. That wasn't, that wasn't an assignment that you just did because you're passionate about what you want, I think would be really impressive to employers. And also if you don't know what you want, which I think is very normal, I think another way to forge your career right now would just be to talk to people. Like, People are bored. People are at home. I think this would be a great time to reach out to someone you know, someone you don't know, someone on LinkedIn for an informational interview. There's no pressure. Literally, the only option people have is to get on their computer or get on their phone. And we're bored. So I'm and people love to talk about themselves. So I think doing something like that and using this time to learn or figure out what you want to do could be really, really helpful. I think this would be a great time for that. Yeah. And I'll say from personal experience, like I started this podcast in January. So right before we knew about coronavirus, really, but I feel like people that I talk to, even though I'm not currently looking for a job, people that I talk to are like asking me what I'm doing during, you know, lockdown, quarantine, whatever. And I talk about the podcast and a lot of people are just like impressed by that, that I took the initiative to do that. And I know not everybody wants to start a podcast, obviously, but I definitely think that's great advice to just start doing something because you're passionate about it and not have any expectations. So people will like be really impressed where like passion and motivation collide. Totally. I also want to say that like, 
for, I think for you and for me, you're like, there's so many people who want my job. There's Mm -hmm. so many people who want what I want. There's so many people out there making YouTube channels and podcasts. Like, is an employer or a college admissions office really going to see mine and, and think that that's cool or think that that's different? But I think you guys would be surprised at how many people aren't motivated to like take that next step, you know, mm-hmm. that aren't motivated to to move forward in that. So I think that you should go for it 100%. Yeah. And I, I will say like, I'm sure both of us can think of the people uh, right now who have literally just been sitting at home for the past four exactly. months. Like, I mean, I guess the job market is kind of difficult to navigate right now. But I bet you know a ton of people who like aren't applying to jobs. They're just sitting kind of waiting it out. And I think that's when you kind of have to take it into your own hands and figure out what you can do. And that is what is impressive to employers, to other people. Exactly. Love that. So you kind of talked about reaching out to people because we have a lot of time. So let's go ahead and talk about networking. So what are your thoughts on networking? How do you like to do networking, maybe pre-corona and post-corona or (laughs) mid-corona? And then like, how did you network in college versus how do you network now? Okay, so I think that networking is a really scary word for a lot of people in college. Like, you hear the word networking, you're like, oh my god, I have to talk to someone I don't know, I have to make conversation with them, I have to, like, pitch myself to them, and, like, it's scary and sounds, like, obnoxious, and, like, there are people that are really, really good at it, and if you're not really, really good at it, you're like, oh my god, I'm so awkward. I (laughs) felt that way in college. I was not, like that person that could just like talk to anyone at a party. Like I would be like, we would have networking sessions every week when I did SULA. We would like go to a movie, like see a movie. And then there'd be like a Q and A after and you could like meet all the people that were in the Q and A. And I had one friend, he was amazing at networking. He would go up to anyone and talk to them and like get their card, (laughs) get a job offer. Like he was amazing at it. And I was just not that way. So what I would do and what I think is a good tactic for a lot of people is is don't worry if you can't do that in person. It's much easier to reach out to someone on LinkedIn or write someone an email and be able to like craft your words that way. And for reaching out to people on LinkedIn and networking, just be really kind and patient and explain to them like, hey, I know you're really busy and don't be fishing for a job offer or like reaching out to them because you want a job. They know you want a job. (laughs) You're reaching out to them because you want to learn from them. I think that's, you have to like make that very clear and basically just say like, Hey, like I know you're super busy, but I'm, I'm a film student. I'm a business student. I'm a law student. And I see that you're this title. And I would just really love to, we used to say buy you a cup of coffee, but obviously that's not happening anymore. (laughs) Or like, I would really love to just like hop on a, on a Skype call or a zoom call and hear what you do, because I think it's something I might want to do. And I want to know if I'm a right fit or if it's really what I think it is. And I'm sure that they'll either just not answer or say yes. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, because if they're going to say no, they'll probably just delete your email. <laughs> exactly. They, you're either just not going to get a response, which is fine. You, no harm, no foul. Or they're going to say yes. And then you get to have this conversation with someone, meet someone. And I think what's really important when you're actually talking to them face to face is to, again, remember, like, they know that you're talking to them because you want a job eventually. They know that. You don't need to tell them. You don't need to mention it. It's just as, it's even more beneficial to connect with them on something else. Like you both love the Jonas Brothers or something, <laughs> or like you both love shopping. Like it's easier. 
I would try to connect on those things and then work your way up to the job and the position because then at least you have something that you can like chat about that you both like and enjoy and it's fun and lighthearted. And I think that that's where the best connections come from. Like maybe you follow each other on Instagram or only if it's appropriate and like it feels right. Like I think to have those friendships is really great. And even to network people who are around your same age or maybe are post-grad and just got their job would be much easier than to, you know, reach for like the CEO or like the executive producer, you know, like reach out to those people that are like coordinators or PAs because they're the people that you're really going to connect with and like grow with throughout your career. That's great advice. Yeah, I was going to mention, um, I want to echo kind of your thoughts on reaching out to people like over LinkedIn or email and how it's so much easier to talk to them after you do that. Because I'll say like the majority of the times when I get guests on this podcast, I email them not having spoken to them before. This is exactly how I met Jordan. I've never spoke to her before. I reached out over email. We chatted a little bit back and forth on email. And now that we're here recording together, it's really easy to talk to them. You know, you're not afraid anymore. The the anxiety has kind of worn off because you know like they're invested in speaking to you. So I definitely think we are now in a really good position to network with people because you don't have to have those in-person meetings because that is definitely scary. It's nerve-wracking. So I'm curious, you said that you're not always the best at in-person networking, which I all agree that I'm not either. What is like your worst networking experience? Because I have one. Oh my god, well I want to hear yours, but honestly, I don't even have a bad networking experience cuz like during those networking events in real where we would like meet the people in real life, there was always a cheese plate and wine and we were 21 when we were in LA, and me and my friends would just sit and drink the wine and I and eat the cheese and I'd oh be like, god. "I'll do this later." Like I can't. See, like there's that's the thing that you have to remember is like it's okay to not be perfect and like mm-hmm. do everything perfect all the time. Like No, I didn't network people in person, but like, I still got a great job. I still got a job after graduation. I still network with people throughout my career. Sometimes I think it's better to have those connections that come naturally through internships, like people that you actually work with or your boss or someone that you meet at an event that you go to, like through your internship or something, than like forcing yourself to talk to someone that doesn't feel natural at a networking event. That's just my view. But yeah, I would just drink wine and eat cheese. So, <laughs> Well, my experience, it's kind of funny because I was invited to a networking event. It was like an exclusive event. You had to be invited to Facebook downtown in downtown Austin. And mm. their office is beautiful. And I got invited. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Facebook. Like, you know, it's a big company. And I get there and I we go up to like the 17th floor. You have the most awesome view of Austin. And we get in this room with like all the people and there are people giving presentations And I swear, these people just, like, had no idea what they were saying. Like, everything they were saying made absolutely no sense. Like, it was not coherent at all. It was not a coherent presentation. And so I was, like, very confused. And then I tried to, like, speak to these people. And they just, like, did not understand anything. I was, like, these people were from San Francisco, too. They flew from San Francisco to Austin to come talk to us. And I was like, they were they were graphic designers and stuff. And so I was like talking to them in graphic designer language, you know, and they were just like, what? And Weird. I was just like, what? Like, I feel like we're just like on two different wavelengths right now. 
one of the ladies that was there was not from America. She didn't speak English very clearly. So I was like struggling to understand her and all the people around me, they were just like, we were all confused. Like there was a girl from my class who was there with me and we were kind of like chatting. I was like, girl, like, do you understand what's going on? And she was like, I have no idea what's going on. So we literally hid out by the cheese plate and then promptly left because I was like, this is just a fiasco. I don't know what these people do. I don't know why some of these people are here and I have no idea what you're saying. So that was weird for sure. (laughs) I think that sometimes those things are excellent and sometimes it doesn't feel natural. And if it doesn't feel natural, it's okay. Yeah. So uh, you seem to love the job that you have right now. Um, you talk so much about it and it seems really cool. So why don't you give us some advice on landing a good job out of college? Okay. So I think this is um, hard because a lot of people when they graduate college don't know what they want. I was in the rare breed that knew exactly what I wanted to do since I entered college. And that's not normal. I think that a lot of people don't know and that's that's normal. Yeah. And that's totally fine. So I'd interned at the Food Network. I knew the culture and I knew that I wanted to work there. So I really just like reached out to my internship coordinators, my bosses, and I went from there. Um, so for me, it was more connecting with people that I already knew in order to get the job. But I think that a good tip in general to follow is to just put yourself out there. Don't wait for a job board opportunity or something like that. Like, don't just apply to jobs that you see online and just send your application to a black hole. I would reach out to someone at the company. If you know anyone that works there, reach out to them. Set up an informational with someone and be like, hey, by the way, I actually applied to this job already. Um, I know that you're in that department. Like, you know, you could mention that at the end of your informational, maybe, if it feels right. So I would just say, put yourself out there. Do that extra bit of work and you'll really see some some amazing results from that, I think. So would you consider the job that you have to be like a dream job? I mean, I think so. I think that, like I said earlier, like we were talking about, I've always loved the Food Network. I, I wanted to work there since I was a kid and to land that internship at Food Network when I was a junior was was a dream come true. Like I I couldn't believe that I was getting this internship that I wanted so badly. And then when I got the job, I was like, oh my God, I, I'm working at the Food Network. Like this is something that I have wanted forever. So yeah. I am so excited for post-grad life, honestly, because I feel like I'm at the point of college where I want college to be over like I'm done wanting to do school like you don't want the like college lifestyle to end like hanging out with your friends all the time and like parties and everything else but you're done like with school and it's like senioritis essentially so I have been daydreaming about moving to New York City and like casually looking at apartments online like seeing how much it costs and all that stuff so I'm curious about what you think is the best part of living in New York City Oh my God, there's so many amazing parts about living in New York City. And I will say, but I've had a very down and then up relationship with my life in New York. When I first moved here, I was like, why am I here? I want to live in LA. It's cold. I want to be in LA, but I got this job in New York. So I went to New York, but I could not get LA out of my mind. Then 
I settled into New York. Like I found my spot. I live in Brooklyn. I used to live in Manhattan. I like Brooklyn so much more. So you kind of find your area and where you fit in. And like now I will not leave New York. Like I don't want to go at all. LA is out of the question. Like (laughs) I am staying here for a really long time. But there's, I mean, there's so many incredible things about New York, but I think the thing that never gets old is like growing up in Philly, I did visit New York a lot. And obviously New York is the greatest city in the world. There's Broadway. There's just so much action. Like people come to New York to like make, have their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many like iconic and amazing things about this city that sometimes when I'm just like walking home from work, when I used to walk home from work or when I'm just like taking a walk in the park or like can just hop in a cab and go to Central Park or go to the Chrysler building or the Empire State building. I'm like, holy shit, I live here. Like I just look around and I'm like, I live in this city. Like this is insane. Like I can just go to Soho whenever I want and like go shopping. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of just like that feeling of like, I can't believe that like so many people dream of coming here and and I live here. Yeah. So, so what would you say is your advice to somebody like me wanting to move to New York City or something you wish you had known before you moved here? Um, okay. So no matter how many times you visit New York city, you're never going to know the city really until you move here. Like I thought I knew the city, like the back of my hand, cause I'd visited so much when I growing up, cause it was so close. Like I was like, I know what all these things are. I knew nothing. I knew nothing. <laughs> I didn't know what any of the neighborhoods were. I didn't know where anyone lived. Like I'd only been to like Soho and Times Square to like go see a show and then like go to lunch. So I didn't really know the city at all. And I think that I expected to a lot more, even interning and living here for the summer. Like I had no idea. Um, It takes like a year, I think, to really get settled. And I think that that's something I wish I had known because, you know, when you first move to New York, you don't know the neighborhoods. You don't know what area you want to be in. When I first moved to New York, I lived in this area called Murray Hill, which everyone was like, you're going to love it. It's the best like everyone from Syracuse lives in Murray Hill like you gotta go you gotta live there it's so fun I hated every second of it like I I hated it it was not my vibe at all and then I moved to Brooklyn I found my space I found the neighborhoods that I liked going to and it changed everything so I would really say just be patient with it and give it like a year give it like two apartments to like really find out if it's the place for you And I think that's why people say like, New York will like chew you up and spit you out. But you just kind of have to like roll with the punches a little bit. And I think you have to stick it out. And that's the hardest part. So you have been post-grad for what, three years? Yes. Is that right? And you've worked at Food Network the whole time. Yes. So what has the transition been like from college to now being a full-fledged adult And maybe just like, what are some ways that you've kind of coped with post-grad life? Um, I think it's really important to like, still maintain that like fun energy in your life. Like I'm still friends with all my friends from college and like we hang out and we get together and we'll, we used to, you know, go out to bars and actually hang out with one another. Do a lot of them live in the city? Yeah, so a lot of my friends from from Syracuse did end up living in the city, which was a really great transition for me. I mean, the hardest part about like being an adult is just like figuring out how to like do stuff that you never needed to worry about before. Um, but I think that that's 
quite normal, but I would say like adult life is really fun. Like it's, I wouldn't complain about it. I, I love it. I love being able to like make my own decisions and, and pay for my own things and, and not have to like ask my parents permission to like do something or go somewhere like being an adult rocks. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, that's why I'm so excited for graduating and moving on from college is because I obviously I go to school in Austin and I was born and raised in Austin. So my parents are only like 25 minutes away from where I live. So it still feels like I'm kind of at home. Um, Not really, but a little bit. So I'm excited for that kind of like turning a new leaf, spreading my wings type feeling of like moving and getting out and doing like my own thing. So very exciting but I'm curious about like friendship in New York because I know New York can be a very like it's a very uh, busy place but also can feel very lonely at the same time have you felt that do you feel like you've been able to find good friends or do you have a lot of friends from college or home that came to the city with you I guess you said a little bit but so a lot of my friends from college did, did move to New York with me. But I think that, you know, when you move to a new place, you graduate college, you still crave new friendships. Like you mm-hmm. want to meet new people. You're like, I moved to this new place. I'm in this new chapter of my life. Like maybe a few new friends would be really great. And I think that a lot of a lot of the loneliness that I've experienced in New York for me, like came from like dating and like not like having someone in the city. Because like, it's nice like have someone who like, cares about you and like loves you and is like looking out for you and like dating in the city is like a whole other subject but I think if you like have someone that like cares for you in that way that's that can really help um I also just think that like making friends in the city is something that it it has to come naturally like I met all of my friends who didn't come from college with me at work and then like I would meet their friends and they would meet my friends and things like that um, very casually. And like you figure out who you connect with. And I think moving to New York without knowing anyone is is really scary. But there's plenty of resources out there now to like help you meet those people. I went to like a ton of like book clubs and like meetups on like Eventbrite and things like that when I first got to the city to try to meet new people. One of my friends, my roommate who's sitting in the other room right now, met one of her best friends on Bumble BFF. So there's definitely options. I just think you have to be open and not like shut down these ideas mm-hmm. or be like, oh, like Bumblebee left is weird or I don't want to go to this event because like really there's a lot of people looking for friends here. And I think you have to keep that in mind. So especially since you have kind of found your friend group and you've settled into living in New York, do you think uh, it's been difficult maintaining other connections in your life like professors or with your intern bosses previously? How do you navigate that? Yeah, I think that it, it, you know, it comes naturally that someone that you worked for three years ago for two, for two to four months for an internship, like you might lose contact with them. Mm -hmm. And it's fine because especially in your career, you gain other people. Like you might lose some people, but you gain a lot more. And those relationships are a lot stronger than what you had with those other people. And like, even if they're all at the same company, People leave companies, they go to different companies, and like, if you maintain strong relationships in your office now, I'm sure that they will follow you and help you in further, mm-hmm. further along your path. Um, and in terms of friends, I don't personally find it hard to connect with people that don't live in New York, because um, like I said, I'm close to my home, 
I have friends that live in LA and I see them all the time, but that's something that's really up to you. You have to make sure you put in that time and set aside that time to connect with people that are in your life and that you love. And that's, and that's something that you have to want to do on your own. Well, there you have it, people. I want to ask one final question before we go today. Um, What is the best career advice you've ever been given? I read this question before you asked it to me on your on your Google sheet. And it is so difficult. I think that just there's so much advice that you give and you give and you get and like, there's so many things floating around. And I could say something like very um, tactile, like, you know, make sure you connect with everybody on LinkedIn or, or something like that. But I think the best career advice is to like, just be positive, be positive in your, in your office, be positive in your headspace, be positive in the way you speak to yourself, because in every aspect of your life, if you are positive and you feel positive energy and you manifest good things into the world, they will come back to you. Like, in any aspect of your life. If you walk into the office every single day and your boss is like, hey, like, how are you? And you're like, fine. She's going to be like, oh, okay. Well, all right. But if you're like, I'm so good. How are you? And just, and just you're real and you're positive and you're not too overly positive. But, you know, being very naturally positive and, and just having that good spirit is something that people are attracted to. So even if you go for an informational interview or a job interview, if you have passion and drive and positivity, people are going to want to be around you and want to hire you and want to work with you. And if you're just like, yeah, I'm fine, or like, everything's cool. And like, you have like, more of a blase attitude, then they might be like, okay, did she really even want to be here? Or did he even really want to do this? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a great, great advice just in all areas of your life. Yeah, that's great advice. Well, great. I had so much fun. Yeah, thank you so much again for being on my podcast. Uh, This is great and actually really helpful for me personally, but I'm sure all the listeners will find it really, really helpful. So one thing I like to ask for every time I do an episode is to ask the guest if a person listened to this episode and took away one thing from the episode, what would it be? I don't know if I said this before, but I think the like, the transferring from one major to another is a really good example of like, sometimes you make decisions and you don't always have to stick to that thing forever. And I think it's a really important thing Mm -hmm. to note that like, if you take a job or you go to a school or you pick a major, like you have the choices in your life to, to go a different direction. If you decide, Hey, I want to, I want to make movies. And then the next day you're like, you know what? I don't want to make movies. I, I want to try this or I I want to see what it's like to do law or something. You can pick up a book and read about law and see if that's something that you want to do. And I think that the world offers a lot of room for change and growth. And you don't always have to like commit to your decision like for the rest of your life. You, You can change your mind and it's okay. Yeah, and I think the great thing about just working nowadays versus maybe 20 years ago is that it's become a lot more normalized that people don't stay in their jobs for 10 plus years, like unless you're like older in your career and like a top level executive, you know, then it makes sense. But a lot of like entry level or like lower level 
corporate jobs, like people stay for like two years and like, that's okay. If you want to leave after two years or even one year, I know people who left their job after three months cause they hated it. So like, yeah, I feel like, especially at the beginning of your career, it's important to trial and error and like get in and get out and figure out like what you want to do because Maybe later on in your life, it's not as easy, especially like if you have a family and kids, there's a lot yeah. of other factors to deal with. But like right now, especially everyone who listens to this podcast is relatively young. Like you have so much opportunity to try different things out and go different directions and pivot and all that stuff. So that's great advice. So Jordan, like you mentioned, you are on Instagram, YouTube, you have a podcast. So where can they find you? So you guys can follow me on Instagram at Jordan Rebecca. My name is spelled J-O-R-D-Y-N. You can follow Bitchwork Podcast on Instagram. It's just at Bitchwork Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, like anywhere you can get podcasts. Just search Bitchwork. You can also follow me on YouTube at Jordan Rebecca as well. Well, that's awesome. Everyone be sure to go follow her. I love her podcast and her YouTube and everything. So you guys are definitely going to enjoy it if you enjoyed this episode. And I'll be sure to post all the links to everything in the description of the episode so you guys can check it out. But thanks again so much for being on the pod. And I appreciate you. I hope you're having a great day. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. And that's it, you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you did, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. That way you can get the newest episodes as soon as they release every week, which is Tuesday at 5 a.m. Central Time. And be sure to also follow me on Instagram. The podcast Instagram is at What's Stopping You Podcast. And my personal Instagram is at Kelsey Lynn Jones. It's always in the description of the episode. But if you did enjoy this particular episode, you can always share it out on your Instagram story and I'll be happy to repost it. I love seeing you guys loving my episodes. So yeah, if you want to do any of that. And also, I don't mean to just like plug myself back and forth, but like might as well while we're here. Uh, If you want to, go ahead and drop me a rating and a review. I love hearing you guys' feedback. I love hearing what episodes you're enjoying or what you want to hear me talk about more. My Instagram DMs are always, always open for suggestions, for any questions you have, anything else. So I'm happy to talk with any of you guys. I answer all my DMs. So yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see y'all in the next one. Bye guys.